Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> we need your stories. Right now we are open for submissions under the themes of alt history and folk tales. If you think you've got what it takes to write up a story that will make even the stoniest of horror fan melt into a pool of blubbering baby poo, then get in touch. If accepted, we'll get our fantastic narration team to lend their voices, our editor Carl will sprinkle some magic pixie dust on the track, and you can have your story heard by thousands of listeners. For more information, head over to hawkandcleaver.com forward slash submissions. Today's story is... The Glass Break Girl, written by Ali Hibashi and narrated by Alex Elroy. Cassie ran her thumb along the circumference of the metal disc inside her pocket until she found its clasp. The sharp click snap of the makeup mirror opening and closing was a gunshot in the church's quiet. Her sister flashed her a glare, but Cassie only smirked. Viv had been glaring at her for a week now, ever since Cassie had told her not to tell anyone at school that they were sisters. It was a reasonable request, considering Cassie had spent the better part of three years cultivating a reputation at Echowood High, while Viv was an incoming freshman that had yet to even shave her legs. Not like she could with those ever-scuffed knees of hers. Cassie had enough to worry about without her sister following her around in between classes. Especially now that Jacob had finally grown a pair and asked her out. She snapped her makeup mirror again, 
Are you kidding me? Viv hissed. We are at a funeral right now. Grandpa was a jerk and everyone knows it, she whispered back. Look at Dad, he's not even crying. Viv shook her head in disgust, but there was no denying it. Their father sounded almost bored as he droned through the eulogy, the lack of flowers both conspicuous and expected. Beside the coffin, a large picture of a gnarled face presided over the gathering, wrinkles etched permanently in a sour grimace. The cursive below the face was too pretentious, too tangled. Roy Wicker, 1903-1977, it read. The casket was closed. As soon as the funeral was over and the meagre turnout had bustled through the church doors, Cassie flicked open her mirror and checked her lipstick. She wiped away a smudge on her teeth, then shot a covert glare at her sister. What? Lipstick was on my teeth. Why didn't you tell me? I didn't notice. Girls, their mother interrupted. Stop fighting. Cassie, put that mirror away. You know the rules. All mirrors covered up until further notice. We're in mourning. So? So it's respectful to the dead. I thought it was about keeping Rampus ghost from getting trapped inside the mirror or whatever. Cassie yelped as her mother clipped her on the back of the head. Don't talk back to me, young lady. Mirror, away. Superstitious bullshit, muttered Cassie, nevertheless thrusting the mirror back into her pocket. Jacob was taking her to the boardwalk for their date that night, so she would be redoing her makeup when she got home anyway. Roy Wicker's ghost could frankly go to hell. In an attempt to give herself a better angle when checking herself in the morning, Cassie had two mirrors in her room, one on the inside of a closet door and the other on the adjacent wall. When the closet door was opened, the mirror directly faced its partner, and when Cassie was not standing between them, the mirrors created an endless corridor as the reflections met. One of Cassie's old bedsheets had been tossed haphazardly over the mirror in her room, a small tug and it was freed. A moment later, she discovered that the closet mirror had been overlooked entirely in her mum's sweep of the house. She shed her funeral outfit quickly. As the black husk of the dress fell to the floor, she stepped between the mirrors. Disgusting. Her stomach pushed forward in a grotesque mound, her thighs were uneven with cellulite, but it was the silver stretch marks creeping over her skin that she hated most of all. I'd add a mile onto my daily run. She yanked a blue dress over her stomach. When I eat out, I'll only have a small salad. She stretched a pair of tights over her thighs. I still haven't eaten anything. That's good. She ripped a brush through her hair and cloaked herself in a mist of Aquanette hairspray, hopelessly attempting the Farrah Fawcett look. Cassie peered through the fog and leaned toward the glass. Something moved behind her. She whirled around and stared into the other mirror, nesting in the bedsheet she had liberated it from a moment before. Just as she was about to dismiss it as a trick of the light, something dark flitted behind her reflection once again. What the hell? A moment later, when the churning darkness reappeared, Cassie realized that she was staring at the wrong mirror. The thing, the dark, was approaching her from the closet door. 
It heaved forward, a viscous wave of shadow, and she turned just in time to see a heavily lined hand press against the glass from the other side of the mirror. Cassie cried out and slammed the closet door shut, stepping backward and nearly tripping in the folds of her abandoned funeral dress. She did not breathe, and somewhere in the back of her mind, she determined that as soon as she heard a noise, any noise at all, from the other side of the door she would run, screaming from the house. All was quiet. Despite her post-terror adrenaline high, Cassie managed to suppress the hysterical laughter threatening to bubble out of her. She quaked with it and turned. It was crawling out of the other mirror. The creeping shadow was solidifying and grasping and the wrinkles on its skin were deep and undeniable and it wasn't fully formed yet, but it was her grandfather's arms and they were reaching, reaching, reaching... Cassie did not even realise that she had thrown the can of hairspray until the metal cylinder met the reflective surface. As the glass fractured in a clattering thump, the arms withdrew and the shadows dispersed. Uneven glass teeth still hung loosely to the empty frame as it gaped obscenely at her. Superstitious bullshit, she panted. The shards winked at her from her shag rug, maliciously hidden. Before she could settle into shock, her bedroom door slammed open and drove her instinctively forward into the concealed glass. The closet door. Oh God, it's the closet door. Cassie? asked Viv from the doorway. I heard glass breaking. Cassie had never been more relieved to see a girl in a pair of dirty Levi's and a Journey concert tee. Get out of my room, Viv! Cassie, your foot's bleeding. Hold on, stay there. Cassie watched blankly as her sister dashed away, only to return with a first aid kit. In a somewhat blurry sequence, Cassie sat down on her bed, and Viv began to gauze the new wound. Scuffed knees, murmured Cassie. Of course you'd know where the first aid kit was. Viv glanced up at her, then back at the mirror and the guilty hairspray can at its base. Seven years bad luck, she commented. Why'd you break your mirror? She almost told her about Roy Wicker's ghost, his cracked hands and how they had grasped at fistfuls of open air. A wave of cold horror washed over her, raising a field of goosebumps in its wake. She opened her mouth to condemn the mirrors, but the distant mocking laughter of her friends at school began to fill her ears, and she clamped her lips shut. Viv would tell them, or they would find out. They would call her a fat psycho, or they would bully her until she changed schools. They'd done it before to others. Rumours would start, and the whispers would haunt her until she'd either faded into obscurity or fled altogether. Three years wasted. Cassie glanced at her sister, who for the first time that week was not glaring at her. Viv's eyes were wide with concern. And even wearing her typical blue jeans and another fashionless t-shirt, she was pretty. Viv had always been pretty. The stretch marks on Cassie's thighs burned like a jagged brand. She's prettier than you. Cassie almost told her about the mirrors. She really did. Get out of my room, Viv! The glare reappeared briefly, until it was replaced by an exhausted look of detachment. 
Viv held up her hands in surrender and left the room without another word. Guilt needled at Cassie from deep down as the door slid shut, but she ignored it. She had a date. Cassie pulled the makeup mirror out of her pocket, and after only a moment of hesitation, clicked it open. She half expected to see the face of her grandfather staring at her accusingly through glass in her palm, so close that she could see the cold, sunken craters of his eyes. But it was only herself, and lipstick was on her teeth again. The boardwalk was chaotic with sound. Crowds thick with conversation. Screaming seagulls circling like vultures. Tinny organ songs cranking forth from each funland ride. The soundtrack was almost unbearable, made worse by the groups of women that constantly strode by them. Their legs long and smooth. What do you want to do now, baby? Jacob squeezed her hand in his. Let's ride the Ferris wheel, Cassie decided knowing that they might rediscover some quiet once they were high enough. She couldn't even register the sound of her makeup mirror clicking in her pocket over the noise. Besides that, she absolutely had to get away from the smell of food. Right on, responded Jacob. Before we leave, we should also check out the go-karts. He gestured to the racetrack, and Cassie's gaze automatically strayed to the Kong ride that loomed above it where colourful planes dipped and rotated above the shadowy form of the monster. The gorilla had a woman girdled in one enormous fist, frozen and flailing. Cassie looked away. Whoa, dig that! Jacob said. They finally finished the summer construction! Before Cassie could object, Jacob tugged her towards the latest addition to the boardwalk, the funhouse. A large grinning clown with a red smile was bearing down on them from the sign overhead as they entered the new attraction. As creepy as it was, she was just grateful at that point that the date's short attention span had not let them into the haunted house or Dracula's castle ride. Despite willfully ignoring what had occurred earlier that day, the fear was still in her peripheral, and she knew that she would collapse as soon as she turned to face it. The constant throbbing of the cut in her foot would not let her forget. Seems pretty empty. Want to go inside? Cassie didn't have the energy to argue with Jacob's hopeful expression. She knew he wanted to make out. And if it would get them away from the crowds, then she was all for it. She nodded and snuck one last peek at her makeup mirror before entering the funhouse. It was quieter inside than she thought it would be. It was darker too, so much darker. Are you sure we're allowed to be in here? She asked, shoving through the striped punching bags in her path. She slipped slightly as the ground shifted beneath her feet, cursed her heels as she hobbled through a rotating tunnel. Jacob! She stopped and listened then hurried forward when she realised that the only sound left was coming from her. Jacob, this isn't funny. If you're trying to scare me... She pushed through a side door and gasped as light and movement assaulted her senses. Cassie was in the Hall of Mirrors. Her reflection stalked her through the maze, 
each of them cast in the sickly red glow of the floor lights. Everywhere she looked, she was misshapen. Disgusting. Cassie quivered. It had been a reflection on the left that had spoken, the one with the arms that draped like melting wings. Look, it said, holding up the drooping flaps. Look at how disgusting you are. That's nothing. The jowly reflection opposite ran its hands over its thick, rolling neck. This part of you is the worst by far. No. The reflection before her grinned and slowly lifted the hem of its dress. Stretch marks shone like silver streaks of lightning over the endless expanse of her legs. These. Right, Cassie? The heavy little makeup mirror was in Cassie's fist when she slammed it against the last reflection that had spoken. As the very walls of the ride cracked and tumbled to the floor in a shattering chorus, she threw her arms over her head and shrieked. The remains of the mirror were scattered for miles in every direction, as thickly as fresh snowfall. There was nothing else, only empty black space above the glass fields. Cassie. She was numb, and she was empty, but she still answered to her name. Yes? One last reflection of herself appeared, freed from whatever mirror had initially held it. Cracks cascaded over its skin like a porcelain doll on the verge of crumbling into pretty little pieces. Cassie had mistaken them for wrinkles back at her house, when it had pressed its hand into the glass and finally reached beyond it. I've been looking at you. It grinned, and the red on its glass shard teeth was not lipstick. I've been looking at you for so long. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. The Glass Break Girl was written by Ali Hibashi, narrated by Alex Elroy, edited by Carl Hughes and music by JCM Canada and Tom Robson. Once again, we need your stories. Right now, we are open for submissions under the themes of alt history and folk tales. If you think you've got what it takes to write up a story that will make even the stoniest of horror fan melt into a pool of blubbering baby poop, then get in touch. If accepted, we'll get our fantastic narration team to lend their voices. Our editor car will sprinkle some magic pixie dust on the track, and you can have your story heard by thousands of listeners. For more information, head over to hawkandcleaver.com forward slash submissions. Once again, that's hawkandcleaver.com forward slash submissions. Until next time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.